<laughs> I'm mad too. It's good. This beginning part's gonna get angry. Yeah, we're gonna be angry starting off and God damn it, okay, it's time to start. Great. Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities. Great. We're angry. <laughs> we're angry. We're having an angry day today. We're I'm trying to get some frustration out. Yeah. I'm Marcus Parks. I'm Jackie fucking Zabrowski. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we have had a we have had some anger today. It's been a frustrating day, but it's also election day, which is also a frustrating day. So might as well be frustrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a tense day. It really is, and it's like you can feel it everywhere you go. Yeah. Even just watching the news, everyone's in line. Everyone is huffy and puffy and just waiting to see what happens, mm-hmm. too. I sent an absentee ballot, so I'm good. I'm yeah. secured. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I went to my uh, polling place in Bushwick. It was like half a block from my house. It was fine. You, you know, had to ever- wait in a long line? Not really. really. You know, there were a lot of people there, but it was actually running very smoothly. Uh, there was one, what, like, you had to sit at a table where they looked up your name on the voter registration uh, uh, folders. Right. And uh, this one, there was this guy that was kind of moving a little show, and this one was like, "Get your shit together!" <laughs> someone that worked there, or yeah, someone, yeah, someone that worked great. there, yeah, someone who had obviously, like, she had obviously done a lot. She d- obviously does a lot of these, right? Uh, and like, some papers got knocked on the floor, and one was like. <laughs> Where these papers come from? <laughs> Who did this? And it's like I don't. It's like I don't know. I was just standing here. Pick them up. <laughs> I can't imagine. I feel very bad for people that work in voter registration places. Oh, they all just seem so miserable. And and you know you have to deal with some of the worst people, especially in the smaller elections and things like that, of just people that are yeah. just have nothing else to do yeah. as well. And so they just are there to. Fucking piss you off. It was sort of a jovial mood among the voters, though. That's fun. Everyone was, you know, sort of happy because, you know, you're in Bushwick. You know where everyone's voting. Exactly. Like, you know where it's going to go. And everyone's just like, voting for the black guy, yep. voting for the black guy. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> there was someone at the grocery store today. This uh, The cashier was just like, you know who you're voting for? You better know who you know voting for. <laughs> Everybody here is voting for the same person I know, and you know who that person is. Wouldn't say it. Just wouldn't say it. That was great, though. Just bullying everyone in the line. It's like, well, that's not going to get him any votes, but that's okay. Well, I was thinking about it today. Like, uh, I almost called my brother, but, you know, it was right before we went in here, so I didn't have time. But, like, usually... Me and my brother used to have like the most ridiculous, insane political Are you arguments. Talking about Charlie or Thomas? Thomas, okay. my my oldest brother. Me and Charlie. Charlie's actually pretty moderate. I convinced him to vote for Kerry in two thousand four. Wow. Which I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made a very convincing argument. Uh, but Thomas, my oldest brother, uh, he swing. It's funny. The older that we get. I go a little bit more right, and he goes a little bit more left. That's Like, great. we're coming more to the center. Yeah. Uh, and we became so much closer when we stopped talking politics. It's for the best. It really is for the best. Because we get on the phone, and we just talk for, like, a fucking hour about politics and just, like, get angry with each other and, you know, and then just wouldn't talk. I mean, we don't talk very often anyway. Right. Just because he's not a phone dude. You know, not, not too much. Uh, and... It just kind of got to the point where I, none of it, neither one of us said, like, all right, we're not going to talk about politics anymore. We just stopped. And yeah. our relationship, like, well, I'm closer with him now than I've ever been. 
Love you, Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Thomas. See, see, in my household, there was a mandate that we were not allowed to talk about politics anymore. Really? I think it was a uh, three or four. It was right after the election, so I guess it was you know four years ago. Yeah. Um, and we had gotten into such an argument on Christmas Eve that my mom made it an official rule in the house that no more politics would ever be spoken of. Wow. Because my older sister is extremely conservative for absolutely no reason. She's the kind of person that is conservative because it makes it seem like she has more money. (laughs) (laughs) And like because we're from a a fairly well-off area and most people are are conservative in the area, but she is shouldn't be. For the amount of money that she makes and for having a six-year-old daughter that got all of her insurance through the government, food stamps from the government, doesn't make enough money for all of these tax cuts that are going to happen, and yet she's like... I can't believe you're voting for Obama. Obama. Like, and makes all these, like, <laughs> black jokes about it, too. And oh, God. Like, and it's just that is where my sister comes from. So that is why we don't talk about it. Because she says, she's like, well, you're, that's just because you've had homosexual experiences in the past. <laughs> she literally said that to me on Christmas Eve four years ago. And I almost, I almost exploded. Oh, and then my Henry's God. yelling from the other side of the table, but she doesn't know anything. If she just read something, um, because she doesn't, she's not yeah, knowledgeable not on it. Not a thinker. At all. And I understand because my parents are extremely conservative. And, you know, ex-NYPD and a quilt teacher from New York, <laughs> Italian mother, you know, of course they're conservative. They're yeah. an upper middle class. That's just how it goes, you know. They're old school. That's fine. And I I think that's fine because in the values of what's going on in this election, they are for a lot of that stuff, except for Obamacare, because that is why I have insurance now, Mm -hmm. because I have insurance until I'm 26. And my mom secretly really likes Obama, but she's one of those people who's like, you got to vote the party. Yeah. Vote the party. Which I think is such a fucking stupid thing to say. It's the worst thing you can possibly say about any of that shit. Vote the party. It does, that's never made any sense to me. Although I will admit, when I filled up my ballot today, I voted the party. I voted straight Democrat the whole way down. And unfortunately, that's just kind of how we were. And also, that's how I was raised to think, too. Mm -hmm. She doesn't care what party I'm for. My mom is completely liberal in all of the social aspects of everything so she's just like i understand she's like i would vote for obama if i was your age too but at my age it's just not worth it yeah so at least she's more understanding but with my sister we just we just fight about it yeah and she texted me literally texted me this morning did you vote i guess our votes cancel each other out doesn't matter romney's gonna win anyway you bitch you bitch? Well, she was, you know, <laughs> how we talk to each other. So I didn't get mad as much. It's just like, man, it's like 830 in the morning. Can yeah. we not, can we not uh, deal with this? That's awful. Yeah. My dad's the best with it, though, because he – it took me years to figure out that – all the shit that he was saying over the years didn't actually believe was just saying because he knew it would piss me off. Really? And he loves if there is one thing my dad loves in this world, it is pissing people off. Sounds like our dads would get along there. <laughs> <laughs> you just I had never and he can he is so good at winding people up and he's just got this look on his face, this like half smile that he starts doing when he just can't contain it any longer <laughs> just can't contain it and he's you know always been uh involved in in politics uh throughout the years it's like when uh, like he was the head of uh richard nixon's campaign uh 
in uh, what is it, Canyon, Texas, when he was like eighteen. Wow. Yeah, big Nixon fan. Uh, and the morning that uh, Jimmy St- or Jimmy Stewart, uh, Jimmy Carter won, uh, he says he doesn't remember it, but he says that uh, he showed up to class, uh, took a bunch of pills, threw up. <laughs> and passed out. Yeah, America. <laughs> See, my- not a Jimmy Carter fan. <laughs> my my mother's first husband was um, one of the head uh, in publicity. I don't know. I don't know what it's called for Ross Perot. Mm-hmm. In like the 80s. And so she moved with him through his campaign to Texas. I guess he had a campaign headquarters in like the late 70s, early 80s in Texas. Well, he's a Texas guy anyway. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Mm-hmm. And apparently she was like huge in the Green Party, which for my mother, I'm just like, really? Why? That's weird. <laughs> it's like, well, obviously it was because of him. But still, I think it's kind of interesting as someone that is so completely conservative now that she says vote the party that at least back then I knew did she at least thought about things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, it just seems like the older people get, the less they think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's cool. They just have to worry about us. Yeah, yeah. That's all they have. That is true. Yeah, and nah, I don't know, man. None of it really matters all that much anyway. I mean, I, I don't think, I think, uh, you know, our lives aren't going to be all that different if Romney wins. No, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, it's really, it's a figurehead position. Mm-hmm. It matters everything else underneath and how people are going to vote. And like, and today I found myself saying, well, I'm not pro-Romney because I like my uterus. Yeah. And I want to be able to get birth control and be able to choose when I have a child. But at the end, and I was also talking to my mom. She's like, but he's not going to let, that's not going to go through. Yeah. And Planned Parenthood is not going, they might have some, like, funds cut, but it's not going anywhere, and I'm not. I'm still going to be able to not have a child until 35, the way I want. <laughs> <laughs> and thank Christ for that. Well, I don't know. Maybe this year's the year. <laughs> I'm ready. You got Marcus. that roundtable, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did pledge on the roundtable, a gentleman, that this year I was going to have a child and give it to the roundtable. Yes. It takes a village. <laughs> But what about, uh, so Charles, you said, is moderate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie's definitely a moderate type Charlie. guy. And he, yeah. Charles. 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 I, I, man, because if I were with him, I'd call him Charles. <laughs> I don't want him to be my big Charles. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's pretty moderate, and he doesn't really, uh, he doesn't really talk about it a whole lot. and doesn't really follow it a whole lot, but he does listen, you know, and he yeah. does actually, I think he does think about what he sees. Uh, and he's nowhere near as, like, knee-jerk. He's, like, a good Texas moderate, you know? And even Thomas is a good Texas moderate as well. Like, because Thomas, the, he's, I like talking to him about it because he's actually smart as fuck. Yeah. He's a, he's got a mind like a steel trap. Uh, and, yeah, I don't like the way you Bear trap. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just weirdly attracted to both of them. I've never met Thomas, but I bet I'd be attracted to him. I don't know. He's skinnier than I am. Oh, never mind. That's a fact. (laughs) But he's he's muscular, though. No, I take it back. (laughs) (laughs) I double take it back. (laughs) But Charlie's big and muscular. Yeah, he's big, though. Yeah. And he looks like he would be able to take care of me. Yeah, he'd be able to take care of anybody. I know. He's yeah. so good. <laughs> he is. He makes me sad. Also, I, I'm not one of those people that are against people that don't vote. Yeah. And I feel weird about that because I feel like that, that should be something – because I understand why people get upset about it. But if you know nothing about it and you're down with whatever and you're not going to be hemming and hawing about it afterwards, mm-hmm. it is your American duty. But, man, if you're that lazy and you're that – you really don't care – 
fine, don't care. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I think it's completely... In the world that we've created in America, I feel like it's okay to not care. I think so. I, I think in this day and age, yeah, it's fine. It doesn't really matter one way or another. Old people are going to be deciding everything you do anyway. Forever and ever. One day we're going to be old and we're going to decide. No, not me. I'm never getting old. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd make it. I you really don't, don't think so? No, I like, really don't think so. Like, just wouldn't make it as an old person? I just don't know if I'd get there. You'll get there. You think I'd get old enough oh, to be old? Oh, fuck yeah, you're going to get there, you big old saggy, saggy tit bitch. What? <laughs> you channeling my sister right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, our grandkids are going to play together. Oh, that will be so much fun. Yeah, you with, like, your curly-haired Doug kids and... <laughs> And me with my weird ass inter black half yeah. <laughs> my weird ass interracial kids that no one can tell what race they are. That'll be great though. They'll be beautiful. Oh, they're gonna be great. They're gonna be any and all races. Who knows? Are they Indian? Maybe. <laughs> They'll be the next Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I am looking forward to that though. Yeah. Like the older I get, like I used to think, like nah, I'm, I'm never gonna have kids. I'm oh, never. I can't like, wait to have. Them. Like I'm never now. I'm like. You know what? I'm going to be a pretty kick-ass dad. And it's weird because I talked to Henry as my older brother, and I'm like, one day we're all going to have kids and we're going to have holidays together. And he is still of that bachelor mindset, even though he's 28 years old, where he's just like, nah, nah, ma'am, <laughs> nah, me, nah, me, never going to happen. But I can't wait for that. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I am, weirdly enough, feel like I have to make myself wait to yeah. have kids. Well, you're a very maternal person. I am. I'm ready to take yeah. care of people. I literally had told Marcus as I ran in that I had to hurry and finish my stew because I had to get the <laughs> stew on before I came here so the stew would be done by the time I got home. <laughs> and you also did and folded your laundry today and really enjoyed like to it quite a bit. <laughs> I like to fold my laundry. <laughs> There's just something really satisfactory about having all of your laundry folded and put away. Yeah. I know you just get the women to do it for you. She did do it the other day, yes. Oh, not – I didn't mean Nikita. <laughs> <laughs> I meant the women at the sto- at the laundromat store. Yeah. I well, didn't I'd say the Chinese women, but the Chinese women. Uh, the Hispanic women. Oh, okay. Yeah, Different yeah. in your neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. Jamaican. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I bet they do it great. Oh, they're the best. Now, if there was anything, I wish I could be a Jamaican mom because I, I was a nanny for a long time, and all of the nannies here are either young girls or they are older Jamaican women. And they are so good at being nannies because they're stern as hell. Yeah. They just like yell like, you got back up. You stop crying. You stop crying. <laughs> this little boy that fell off the monkey bars, like, he's probably <laughs> really hurt. And she was just screaming at him to stop crying. And it's like, that's what I want to be. Yeah. But I can't do that. I'm too small. Yeah. I'm stocky, but I'm small. They're all tall. They're all really big. See, I have, I still have to figure out how to uh, make people not laugh when I get angry. Ooh. Like, because when I get, like, really frustrated and really angry, apparently it is hilarious. Oh, really? To both children and adults. I don't know. I've seen you kind of pissed off, and I don't like it. But maybe it's just because I'm a woman. Yeah. I'm like, very sensitive to you. Could also. be. Yeah, children tend to laugh. Ooh. See, I never get laughed at by children, but definitely adults. Um, you know, Henry always laughed at me when I was a kid when I get mad. You just got to break something. 
<laughs> the second you break something, people really listen to you. They treat you like a mad woman, but that's okay. I yeah. feel like sometimes you just have to go with the flow. I've never gotten angry enough to break something. Well, I've gotten angry enough to break something, but have kept that in. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've got, I've, I'm, I do pretty good at controlling my anger. I've been real angry the last few days, though. How are you controlling it then? Uh, booze. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. That's really bad. And weed. That's well. That's good, <laughs> and that's fine. What have you been so angry about? Just it's like been this weird free floating anger. Because full disclosure, I have stopped taking one of my medications. Why? Again, uh, it's one. It's the Zoloft. It's the one that mm. I keep going back and forth on uh, because I stopped taking it because of the fucking the sexual things, you know. Like, and I hate it. Gets it. me every time. Yeah, it's the sexual thing, and I'm doing fine. I'm still having weird kind of withdrawals. Uh, and I'm keeping a close eye on everything, but the kind of the – and I went off a, a slowly but not slow enough. Uh, but that's what I've noticed is that, yeah, I have gotten been angrier the last few days than I have been in a while, like a long time. And like angry for – like little things that I used to – that I was – it used to be able to like just kind of brush Pressure off, um, just like really like just fucking getting to me. Uh, but do you think it has anything to do with the fact that your therapist is still on maternal leave? You know what? I haven't. I wasn't able to see. I have. Oh, and by the way, I saw my new therapist. Yeah, how's that? She's okay. Yeah, she's all right. She says giddy up a lot. You no. <laughs> oh God, that would enrage me. That would not work out. That would not work out for me. Well, giddy up, a, like use it in a sentence. How she would use it? Oh uh, well, giddy up. No, no, that's not okay. <laughs> Giddy up what? I'm not, I'm not on a horse right now. Well, it was weird because I had to take an hour, like I had an hour because uh, my, my old therapist had kind of given her a little bit of a primer, like the old Marcus Parks quick run through. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of had to tell her everything that was going on in my life and the things that I usually talk to my regular therapist about uh, and just generally what I do now, right. like what, what my life is all about. And I was able to really put it in the span of an hour. And I was pretty proud of myself because I'd like hit it all in there. It's hard to do. Yeah, it's hard to do, but I got it in there. Uh, and I start, I talked about like the Cowmen. Yeah. Like a fair amount because it's Which a very. Is the band. The band that, Marcus is in. that I'm in with your boyfriend. Uh, and it's because it's a huge part of my life. And I think after that, uh, and after I showed her my horse, my horse helm. Uh, Did you bring the horse helm? No. Okay. I had not actually finished it at that point. I was okay. still working on it, but I showed her, like, pictures. Uh, and after that, for some reason, I think she took that as a cue to say giddy up a lot. Uh, and I think, I don't know, she seemed nervous. It was weird. Really? Do you think she's weirded out by you? I don't think so. I'm not sure. I don't Maybe know you should she, see a different person. I don't know. I'm going to give her, I'm going to see her again on Thursday. Okay. And, and also get, with the hurricane, everything got screwed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was Which, so, welcome back from the hurricane, by the way. Yeah, well, missed a week. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah, we're we're back in business here at Cape Comedy Radio. We're fucking recording shows again. Thank God. Yeah, we put out like four or five this week, so we're good. That's great. Uh, but that woman, I, I'm going to give her another shot. But okay. it, it has been a few, you know, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, but it has been like a few weeks since I've had like a good- uh, therapy session and before then yeah 
Before therapy, I was getting a lot angrier. Because usually when I get angry, I just end up talking it out to myself since I don't go see a therapist. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was going to recommend. You should just say it out loud or write it down at least. Like, yeah. Especially when you can exactly pinpoint what it is that's making you mad. And if you find it in a little thing like, okay, this made me mad. Why did this make me mad? Because yeah. it always is linked to something else and something bigger. And then if you can pinpoint that, then you can actually deal with what's making you mad. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Especially if it's work-related. That's the worst. Oh, everything is work-related with me. Yeah. And and especially because, like, every single day, for me, my work has been ridiculous. I work at a pie shop, which I know it sounds silly and sounds like fun, but since the hurricane, no one could get into the city, so everyone had no internet, so they would come to my store. Oh, God. So it was literally, like, a line at the door all week, and it was just people screaming at me. Because we were out of scones. <laughs> what do you mean you don't have any pumpkin pie? And I found myself at one point, I went to the back, I had a panic attack because I can't get angry at work. Mm-hmm. And so all I do is cry. So I went in the back and I cried for a minute. And then I was just like, you got to let it go. Yeah. You have to let it go. I just had to pretend like I was on Valium for like a good three or four days, which just made me go home and cry afterwards. I just like it made me think that I was just I was like I was on Wall Street, you know, <laughs> and it's like this is a pie shop. This shouldn't make me cry. It's going to be OK. But I just that's my problem when I get so angry and I can't show anger. I just cry. And then I seem ugh, I'm just. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it's not disgusting. I know. You know, know it's fine. Disgusting. It's just like a, it's a natural, uh, I guess, outlet it's a release. that we have. Yeah, we all we all have our, our things that we do. In fact, I'd say your way of dealing with it is much healthier than my way of dealing with it. Yeah, but the panic attacks never feel healthy. No. You know, I don't get them so much. I used to get them a lot when I would sleep at night. Like I would wake up in the middle of the night with panic attacks. And so now I don't do that anymore, but I get them in the middle of the day. And I'd almost rather have them when I'm by myself or just with Doug (laughs) asleep in bed at night. Because then other people see it and it's such a loss of control Mm -hmm. that if you just like (gasps) – and you just have to remember that other people have been there. Not all people manifest it in such a way, but – People understand, especially doing it in front of customers. I feel so weak. Yeah. But, you know, everyone understands. And if I get to that point, especially what I love is that there's so many customers that see me all the time that know that if I'm at that point, that it's rough. Yeah, shit's bad. Because I'm pretty good at putting on a smiley face at work (laughs) and I never show it. So then people started to be nicer to me because I literally watch a customer say, hey, everybody calm down. (laughs) <laughs> to the people in the line. Was which, it one of the old Italian men from the street? No, it wasn't Philly. It, okay. it was yeah, actually Philly. someone. It, was it like sounds a like guy. something Philly would do. I know. Yeah. It was a younger guy from the neighborhood. But it's like that makes me think even even though it's such a small thing that in times of like such devastation and like turmoil and things like the trains aren't running and like all of these things that people still can get together and be like, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. And, and you know, it's so great also to hear about everyone going out to, like, Long Island and Staten Island. Oh, yeah. People are just giving. Like, I know I donated a bunch of stuff to the Humane Society. Like, everyone is doing their part, which it just, like, of all the frustrations you have every day, if you step back and you look at that and you just remember, like, man, at the end of the day, everyone's just looking out for everybody. Mm-hmm. Not all people, but no. there's a I mean, good there portion. there are those looters out in the There Long are the Island. shitty people. Yeah. But you have to remember that 
most people are good. Yeah. They're genuinely good. And I think this hurricane really did prove that, especially about New York City. And that uh, that's what I love about us anytime New Yorkers come together because it's a big fuck you to the rest of America. Exactly. That, well, it, it's the same thing about all the people uh, who wouldn't piss on New York if it was on fire before 9-11. And right. then we're all of a sudden like, we're there with you, Manhattan. Uh and it, like, and now they're gone back to like, oh, it's the city of sin. It's a horrible place, and everyone there is assholes. And no, we take care of our own. Yeah, it's like we, if you come and you act like an asshole in our town, yeah, we're gonna be an asshole to you right back. But we take care of our own. When the fucking chips are down, we get it done, man. It just makes me feel good. Yeah, I got tingles in me right now. <laughs> Election day, America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Because at the end of the, I mean, like I said, like my dad is ex NYPD. There is that in my family of like, be, and I know you have that too of being an American. Oh God, yes. And and no, I, my family's been an American. I mean, I know I've said on the show before. Yeah, I'm a pre pre Revolutionary War blood. America. America. <laughs> the most American motherfucker around, man. <laughs> and and I was talking to this guy at work who is from Mexico and he was saying that Joel Joel. Yeah. And he was saying that the belief in patriotism is stupid. He said that patriotism leads to anarchy and leads to violence and that no one should believe in their country. Mm-hmm. And I I just got into a big argument with him about it that I'm not exactly a political person. I'm not that guy. I'm not wearing red, white, and blue all the time. But yeah. at the end of the day, you got to at least be proud of where you come from. Because if you're not, then what are you? you well, the, I believe that the pride keeps us together. Right. Like, I think and it, from all over, like everywhere, yeah. you know? Like it keeps us together and it, it's funny. It's a double-edged sword because it keeps us together and it tears us apart. Especially from people from other countries too. And then yeah. there's that. Intermix. Yeah, and in our, and within this country because, you know, if you – like people that are saying the real America, like that New York isn't the real America or that rural America isn't the real America. All right, if you're not a Native American, then you are not allowed <laughs> to talk about real America. No, no, isn't you're really fair? not. No, but there, that's, that should be something that says that, yeah, we are – like I think like if you say like we're all Americans, we need to come together in this shit. We're all in this together. We're interlocked all of our lives are interrelated with each other. Nobody in this country lives in a fucking vacuum unless you're, you know, living in the Ozarks or something. Or, and then, yeah, in the middle of nowhere where you don't have, you know, yeah, internet. And, That's yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we, I mean, it, uh, we're actually, I think, doing a great job right now of uh, coming together, at least here in the Northeast. And I think people felt a lot bad, like they felt bad about the New York City Marathon was canceled. But yeah. I don't know if you were out on Sunday, but I saw hordes of people still running because everyone still got their shirts, mm-hmm. scre- like screaming USA, like wearing their shirts and like running down the Pulaski. That's pretty sweet. That I like great. I like that. And that there are... The only thing that kind of sucked about that was they still had to divert some resources over there because they knew that that people were still going to run. Right. But the runners were like, "Why did you do that?" Yeah, we're it's like, like we're just going to run on the sidewalks. <laughs> yeah, it's like we were going to be fine. You didn't have to do that. We just wanted to run because we wanted to fucking run and show Mother Nature that they ain't going to get us down. Yeah. Which I I agree. It should have been canceled. No, uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely absolutely should have been canceled. Been canceled. Uh, but the people that ran, like, fuck yeah, man. And because I, I just love the big middle finger that America always has just raised high in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not all the time, but sometimes it's really great. At least a good portion of yeah. Americans are raising that middle finger pretty high in the air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, a lot of us listen to Kid Rock. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Yeah, bow to bow. Yeah. Well, you want to get to some listener mail? Yeah, I would love to. All right. So, this one is from a guy that's written into us before named Frank. Okay. To start off, oh, wait. Now, down to business. He, he wrote a very nice little uh, introduction. It was he, right. This was pre Jackie. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, no. He, we answered him pre Jackie, but he right. did say, Dear Marcus and Jackie. Oh, yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Marcus and Jackie, I have three separate persons wanting to date me, I think. Most definitely two. I'll explain as I go. The problem is that it feels as if my brain, heart, and penis all have different ideas as to how to continue. To start off, there is this girl. I'll refer to her as Jane, that my heart wants. She is cool, sweet, gorgeous, and I can quote Shakespeare to her, and she understands it. The problem is that we have continuing schedule conflicts and haven't been able to see each other since we first met. Although both of us have been trying to get together, we can never find a right time to do so. Secondly, we have a boy. Let's call him Tim. And Tim is a sweet, adorable guy with just enough anger problems to make him cute and so little muscle that he could never abuse me. Uh, well, we'll yeah, we'll uh, address that in a bit. He's never gotten mad at me, but he has a pocket knife that he carries around with him and he has threatened to stab people who are intolerant to homosexuality. I have seen him a couple of times and he was always enjoyable. He doesn't understand Shakespeare at all. Lastly, there is another girl. Let's call her Sue. And my penis wants Sue. She is this girl that I hang out with at lunch. She told me how much she wants sex since her last boyfriend broke up with her. We eat together every day, and we always seem to make each other laugh. She was really cool, super hot, and she's invited me to do partner acrobatics with her after I carried her to class one day. She understands Shakespeare but can't pin down quotes like Jane. She's also a druggie. We did acid once, and it was pretty awesome. Jane and Tim both told, have both told me that they would like to get serious, and I'm pretty sure that Sue wants to too, but I'm not sure. I've never been in this situation before. It's been very rare that just one person seems interested in me, let alone three. I don't know what to do, and I don't want to spend so much time making a decision that they will get bored and move on with their lives. Neither do I want to be a cheater. So, Marcus and Jackie, I implore you to take time to consider my predicament and give me advice on who I should choose to get serious with. Also, sometimes I think that all of them are idiots for being interested in me. I'm sure that it's just crazy talk, but I want to be certain. Thank you for your time and consideration. Frank, first of all, Frank, they're not idiots. Yeah, that's, yeah, never think that, man. No. Because everyone is awesome in their own way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's got somebody. Oh, yeah, totally. It still even weirds me out that I found someone that was actually legitimately attracted to me. Yeah. And I just didn't want to <laughs> fuck the shit out of me and then leave me in a gutter. And a fucking amazing guy as well. Yeah. And and, and that's the best part is that there is totally someone out there for every single person. Um, those three people. Let's start with the first one. What, what, what Jane. What, Jane. It sounds like, man, it's just like not at the right place at the right time. Yeah. Which... Uh, I'm not. I, I would say I'm not a huge believer in just complete fate, mm-hmm. but I would say easiness. You know that if, if it's just not working out, that is someone that like you could totally hang out with and be friends with if you can ever see each other. Mm-hmm. I say this is someone that like I completely uh, am very flaky on meeting up with people and actually seeing people. And you know if they're not going to make the time to do that, and like things are not going to work out and like force it. Mm-hmm. Then why force it? You yeah. know, like there's no reason to. No, no reason at all. I completely agree with you. And and this guy is is fairly young, 
And when you're young, that is not the time to have a relationship like this. No. No. It's a, if they're scheduling conflicts and you just can't seem to keep, get it together and can't seem to get together, all you're doing is text flirting. And yeah. nah. Which is fun sometimes. Yeah, which is fun sometimes, which is uh, totally cool. But you still have to be able to see him every once in a while. Exactly. Long. Yeah. Secondly, we got Tim. Run the fuck away. Yeah, man. I have completely met dudes that keep knives on them. And I'm not saying that all of them are bad, but I'm going to go ahead and throw out that most of them are. Yeah. Or at least one, especially because you said he's small, mm-hmm. that he wants to threaten about people that are against homosexuality. You don't need that in your life. No. Because even though he's smaller than you, you never know when he's going to turn on you or turn on someone that you know and love. Yeah. And it, it could happen at any time. It could be drunk. It could be anything. But you can't – someone with that kind of pent-up anger that keeps a knife on them is a really bad combination. Especially a little guy. Yes. Because then it's the Napoleon complex, mm. you know? And never – the most dangerous people in the world are little guys with weapons. Yes. Oh, man. And it, or especially like to a point where like I knew this guy that went to the 9-11 memorial and he had two knives on him and he thought it was going to be fine. And he ended up getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> this man was 38 years old. Do uh, I know this man? No, you don't. Okay. He's someone from my childhood that is good friends with my older sister. All right. And uh, he told me this story. He's like, I don't understand. I always got the knives on me. It's like, but that doesn't mean it's What, okay. they don't know? That doesn't mean it's okay. I'm Joey Knives. I always got knives. <laughs> always got knives. <laughs> you want my business card? Here, look, Joey Knives. <laughs> well, especially like getting upset about someone against homosexuality, which I completely understand. You oh, get of mad. Course. Especially if you, are in, if you are yourself a homosexual. I imagine, you know, of course you would get more upset than we would. Right. But you don't threaten someone with a knife. You don't do that. No matter what, no matter no, how many you get. You don't threaten anyone with violence for any reason. No. That's why when I get mad, I throw something against a wall, but I don't throw it at them. <laughs> like, you know, like there's definitely. We got to work on that, by the way. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> I don't carry a knife. And you know, I, I think you made a, an interesting point earlier when you uh, mentioned family members. Because in, with family members, we forgive a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. We forgive a lot of racist statements, a lot of homophobic statements, you know, just to, because they're fucking family. Right. You, you have to. You, hey. you, ju- you just have to. Like, I'd, one of the so- like, there's a song that uh, pisses me off so much. It's a song uh, by the specials called Racist Friend. Uh, which uh, says, like, if it's your brother, your cousin, your father, don't talk to them if you're racist. And it's like, fuck you. You don't have family. Yeah, that's like, it. That's Unfortunately, a- there are differences in family, and you just – like I said, my sister literally made fun of me for having homosexual relations in the past, yeah. saying that – I mean, she's called me a dyke for most of my life. <laughs> so – but I'm never going to threaten her with a knife. No. I'll definitely scream at her. No. But uh, – and some – but if it happens to be that you're fucking some girl – uh, that carries around a knife and she doesn't know that and all of a sudden you're hanging out and your sister makes some sort of offhanded comment and your sister gets a knife in the belly. I don't think you want that. No, of course you don't want that. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's still that primal feeling of no matter who you love, your family, you're going to protect your family no matter what. Yeah. Uh, and whether that's good or that's bad, uh, I will still – I will go to the fucking stake for my sister, even though Mm -hmm. I definitely don't talk to her very often. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's just the way it goes. And and there are, of course, degrees. 
Right. You, you know, there of course there are definitely times when they cross the line. Yeah, so. there are definitely times when they cross the line, and you should call your family on their shit. Mm-hmm. Like when they cross the line, call them on their bullshit. Say like, hey, that's that's a shitty thing to say. You shouldn't say that. Blah blah blah. And you know, and you have a conversation with them. But at the end of the day, they're still your family. Right. And but and there's also like other degrees, you know, if your family is abusive towards you say you're like, you know, a gay teen and, you know, your parents ab- your father beats the shit out of you because of that. That's completely different. That's completely different. You know, like there are just use use common sense right. when it comes to certain things like that. And also you understand in the way that they're saying them too because you understand your family more than anything. Mm-hmm. And I know that the way is there's like my sister talks about things. We still have gay friends. Yeah. We still, you know, we still have black friends. Like it, it's, she just makes those jokes, mm-hmm. which is shitty and stupid. Yeah. But it, it, she's not beating up gay people on the side of the road. You no. know, like there is definitely a huge difference. And when abuse comes involved, like in anything, even though he's your, you're the number B, what's his name? Hmm? Tim. Tim, even though Tim is defending himself, resorting to that is just reverse sexual hatred. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, you know, it usually comes from heterosexual people, but defending yourself just like, a, what am I going to carry around a knife? And if anyone says anything about heterosexuality, I'm going to put it in their stomach. Yeah. I, I, I know it's not always the same thing, but at the end of the day, being reverse on a subject is just as bad. Yeah. They, uh, you can't go too far one side or the other. No. Like, that's just, we said that again and again, extremism of any kind. Is not good. Is not good. It's all about moderation. It's about finding that good middle ground uh, between uh, bad and worse. Exactly. And then there's this third girl who, who sounds, sounds lovely. Fucking amazing. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially if you can do... You know, when you're old enough and you decide to do drugs, especially if you decide to do drugs with another person, and you, especially acid, which is very emotional and very internal. It's a sensitive drug. And if you can do it with someone and it's great, that's way more than just like a friend. Mm -hmm. And then it's not even just something sexual, but I've done mushrooms with people that afterwards, you know, I'm just like, I can't believe we had such... A connection mm-hmm. that I, it doesn't mean I necessarily want to sleep with you, but that is definitely someone that you consider a friend or yeah. someone that you are meant to know. And it lasts right. too, like you know, like it, it, because if you get drunk with someone and you're at a bar, yeah, I mean, we've all made drunk friends, you know, okay. I, especially in the comedy scene, like. I've gotten like wasted with people like for a night and we end up like talking all all night long, but I'm wasted. So the next day they're like, hey, Marcus. I'm like, hey, God, God. (laughs) (laughs) oh, shit. Yeah. You know, as like, oh, I hope he adds me on Facebook so I can figure out what his name is. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, (laughs) uh, But with something like acid or mushrooms, if you have a positive experience with a person like that sticks with you. Especially, I, I would say especially mushrooms. Like mushrooms really brings people together. Yeah. And you really like just have so much fun. That's why like the fact that you had fun with her on acid, which for me personally, anytime I have done acid that I ch- chose to do it later on, mm-hmm. um, it, it was something that brought out such 
weird, strange feelings inside of myself mm -hmm. that any person that you actually attach onto, since it's more of a singularity thing, I feel like. Yeah. That if you can attach with someone like, that's awesome. And I know that's not the only thing you said about her. Yeah, of course. I mean, we're, we're kind of like focusing on that just because we, you know, have done a lot of drugs in our life. I just think that that really means something. Yeah. That even if it's not someone that you, if she doesn't want to commit right now, I say keep on keeping on, man. Like, yeah. just keep having lunch with her and keep talking to her. She doesn't know pinpoint the Shakespeare quotes. Who gives a shit? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least she understands them. And that's awesome, which means she's totally on your wavelength. Mm -hmm. And, like, someone, even the fact that you can have lunch with her every single day, too. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people I can't have lunch with every single day because I don't oh, want to no. talk to them. <laughs> I have nothing else to talk to you about. But yeah. you're still finding things to talk to her about. You know, maybe you move it, take it to dinner, and mm. you don't sleep together for a while. Who cares? At least if anything out of that, that third one, you will have a really good friend. Yeah. But try to sleep with her. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'd say so too, man. Yeah. It's like, and partner acrobatics? Done and done. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it sounds very Kama Sutra. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like, I'm, man, I'm telling you, as a guy who... Uh, is in a serious relationship with a former ballerina. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Oh, man. You get a flexible woman. And I'm a pretty flexible guy, too. And you get two flexible people together, that's a fun bedroom. See, I've never had that before. Yeah. I'm not a flexible person <laughs> at all. I mean, I did sleep with a wrestler once. Does that count? Uh, not really. They're not flexible. <laughs> <laughs> They're more potatoes with yeah. legs and arms. Well, you can still have fun if you're not flexible. Okay, Marcus? <laughs> I but know. partner acrobatics, you can definitely, like, slip it in really easy. In oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hope you are not a minor. <laughs> <laughs> but out of those three, man, the third one's going to be the hardest to get, definitely. Mm -hmm. But Because the other two have already said, like, hey, let's do something. And the third one you're not quite so, so sure about, but... You know, Those man, are always the best ones. Always man. the best ones. And that's the one you can have the most fun with. It's the one that the chase is going to be so much fun. And it seems like the catch is pretty fucking awesome, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And when you finally get it, too, mm. you win. Mm. You win 100%. I was actually talking about this the other day. Have you ever had someone that you completely wanted, were head over heels for, and you just didn't get them? Yes. I've had that. I've had that more than once, unfortunately. Yeah. As as someone that was as, is a daydreamer and and a lover on the outside. Yep. Um, but when you do get them, which has only happened once, and I'm still with him. Yeah. There is like, God damn it! <laughs> You'll do anything for it. Yeah. Now I, I've only had a, a couple. Like I don't. I think the one the the girls that I've been with are the ones that were like equally. With you know, like that were like on the equal wavelength, yeah. and the girls that like got away, those were when I was like much younger. Yeah, uh, like one was in high school and one was like in the early years of college, and uh, like neither one of those worked out. But they didn't need to; they shouldn't have. Yeah. Now that I look back on it, it's like man, both of those I would have made the, the me and those girls. They w I would have had conversations with them for like two weeks, uh, and once they started to hear my deep dark secrets. Because that, for me, is always a measure of a woman because I always have to gauge. It's like, all right, 
am I going to scare the fuck out of this girl? Yeah. Like, am I going to terrify her and get her to call the police? Yep. And the girl, and now Nikita that I'm with, there's not been a single thing that I've told her that she's even batted an eyelid at. That's the best. Yeah, that's, that's the absolute best. And I've told her some deep, dark shit. Yeah. Like some really deep, dark shit. And I think the reason why is because her shit is just as deep and dark. And it's what you got to find, man. Gotta fucked and up it, needs fucked up sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? Two fucked ups make an okay. And make it make a pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. I think it's a good place to end it this week. I think it sounds great, man. Thank you for letting us get our frustrations out. I feel a lot better than I did. I feel much better. I actually feel happy now. Me too, man. Like, I, I hope like you guys shit. feel great too. I feel like yeah. shit before I came in here. Now I'm like got a big smile on my face. I'm like, eh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Thanks for writing in. Please write in some more. Hell yeah. CaveComedyRadio at gmail.com. Any kind of question that you got, we'll answer it. Hell yeah. Have a great week. Yeah.